Hi, I'm Joe Feeks, editor of Pig Health Today, and with me is Dr. Gene Nemechek. He is a technical services veterinarian for Zoetis. Gene, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. It's good to be here. Today we're going to talk about the porcine epidemic diarrhea virus, otherwise known as PEDV. Now, this is a pretty well-traveled virus from what I can see. It was first identified in Iowa in 2013. It has since been seen in everywhere from California to New England, and I guess you've had your share of it in your home state of North Carolina as well. That's right. There's been quite a bit of it, and it, uh, it although it started in the Midwest, um, it did make its way to North Carolina pretty quickly and then spread through the state pretty well. When we were chatting on the phone the other day, you were talking about PED and you said the darn thing has, you know, reared its ugly head once again this past winter. Were you, was that a surprise for you or is that something you expected? Well, I think it was a surprise in a way for some of the production uh, companies and, and pork producers because they had taken some steps to try to eliminate it from their, from their sow herds and then uh, they'd done some things to immunize the sow's exposure to the virus, hoping that that would uh, prevent it from getting back into the sow farms. Now, you also said that there's a better chance today of it spreading. Could you explain that? Well, um, although people are aware the virus is still around, it's circulating and finishing in nursery sites uh, in parts of the country. A lot of people have eliminated it from their herds, and so they have, because they've eliminated it, they've not exposed gilts before they bring them into the herd. They've not vaccinated. And so we have a susceptible population that's come around and as people have replaced old sows that had it originally, it's now back to having a susceptible population within those sow herds. And this disease is primarily in fall and winter, correct? Well, typically it is, but um, it somehow or another has to live over the summer through the pig population in order for it to to come back up again the next winter. And so um, what I'm hearing is that people are s continuing to see it circulate within their finishing sites and within finishing pigs and or nursery pigs. And they've been pretty good for the most part, keeping it, uh, not or not tracking it back into the sow farms through biosecurity measures. So how do producers protect themselves and their herds from this very costly virus? Well, the biggest thing is, is um, biosecurity and keeping it out. And so a lot of people have put together uh, policies and procedures in order to have, you know, the cleaning uh, transportation trucks is probably the biggest thing. But then you also have a lot of people that, and service people on these systems that go back and forth between different sites. So that virus is a very hardy virus. It doesn't die off real easily in cold weather. And so it's it's around, it doesn't take a lot of virus particles to get it started back up in another susceptible pig. And so the biosecurity is probably the biggest thing that they've done in trying to minimize the spread from site to site. And what about the flow of animals and the introduction of new animals? Um, you talked the other day about maybe taking a herd negative. Could you uh, elaborate on that, please? Well, many, many of the producers found that if they closed their herds down and um, and stopped bringing in new susceptible animals, then they could expose the animals to the live virus, and many of them did. And so they exposed the sows to the live virus and built the immunity level up in the sows. And so that protected the sows. And then through a process of, um, of sanitizing, cleaning on the farms uh, after the, a an outbreak, they were able to 
eliminate the virus and stop the, the pigs would, the sows and pigs would stop shedding. So you'd eventually eliminate the virus from the sow farm. And when you talk about exposing the animals to the virus, is it just through contact with the other animals or is, is there a situation where you are proactively exposing them? It's, it's a proactive uh, method and what they've done is they've harvested um, the virus from the pig, usually uh, take the baby pigs that are in the process of dying and then they're harvesting those intestines and, and the viruses in very high numbers in the intestines. So then they take an active uh, part in, in exposing the sows to orally feedback um, that virus into the sows to make sure that they've all been exposed so that they all build a good immunity and then once that's done then they start having pigs and their colostrum will will um, save the pigs. So actually adding the virus to the feed? Yes, right. It, or top dressing it onto the feed or, or just making sure that every animal gets exposed to that. So sort of fighting fire with fire, is that's that right. that's yes. a strategy? Yeah. And, and the thing is, is that for some people that aren't familiar with that method of feedback, it's, um, it doesn't sound really necessarily pleasant, but it's at this point in time, it's a very effective and quick method of getting every animal exposed, every sow on the farm exposed um, very early so that they can begin to build the immunity. And that's been used with some other diseases too, correct? Oh yes, uh, back in the day when TG was, uh, uh, was evident or you know in the industry then then they were using the same thing with that as well. Now you mentioned TGE that's uh, a, a disease that we haven't really seen in the pork industry for quite some time yet this too is a coronavirus the PED right. it's related to TGE anything that we've learned from TGE that we can now apply to PED? Well I think the biggest thing was um, they learned how years ago how to eliminate TGE virus from the sow farms the same method of feedback and then sanitation biosecurity and so since we had that in the history and knowing how to do that the pork producers and the veterinarians designed methods with the PED um, to do the same thing and we're able to be successful in in most of the herds. Now we've talked about biosecurity and then also adding the virus to the feed what other tools are available for managing PED? Well, I think uh, one of the things that, that many people are beginning to do, if they think that their herds are at, continue to be at risk as they move along, some of them are exposing their, their replacement gilts in their grow out of the replacement gilts with the live virus. And they are doing that to stimulate the immunity. Uh, and the immune system for this disease really requires, or it's, it's helpful if the animal ex is exposed to the live virus and then it stimulates uh, certain memory cells that remembers that. These immune cells then stay with that animal through lifetime and can get re-exposure re or re-inoculation can stimulate uh, in quick immunity. So that's another method that they're doing. Um, there's also some vaccinations uh, that can be given to the sows. Um, it's kind of um, one of those things that the industry really hasn't figured out how best to immunize the sows and the replacement gilts and to keep them immunized based on the risk of reinfection. And so where do you draw the line with all this? Because obviously it's a very costly disease, but vaccines can also add up, especially when you start combining them with vaccines for PERS and PCV and other diseases. 
what's the economic threshold for PED? When do you decide that vaccines might be necessary? Well, I think uh, each producer has to kind of uh, assess their risk. And then um, based on history, usually when it gets, when um, PED gets into a sow farm, it's three to five weeks worth of pig losses. And so most people can put an economic value to what three to five weeks worth of pig losses means to them. And so then they'll have to go back and look at what is the cost of implementing a, a feedback program with replacement gilts because you have to keep them isolated away from other animals. You don't want to re-expose a lot of pigs to the virus again. And then looking at the cost of the vaccine. And also one of the things that we haven't figured out yet as an industry, I don't think, is when is the best time to vaccinate the animals? Is it only during the high risk areas of the wintertime or is it year long? And do you do it if you're an isolated herd way out in the middle of nowhere? Uh, but if you're in a pig dense area, it might be different. So I don't think as an industry, we, we know yet how, how PED is gonna act within these systems, how often they're going to be exposed, how often it's gonna hit herds. And I think we'll, we'll learn more as we go along, but it's, it's, um, it's still in some of these herds that I saw in North Carolina this past winter that they thought they had previously exposed the animals, uh, the sows, that when they broke again with a virus and then they continued to spread to, to, to different sow farms, they still had pretty heavy losses, uh, three to four weeks worth of pig losses. Wow. And, and they re weren't really expecting that. So, what have we learned, if anything, from the 2016-2017 winter going into 2017-18? Well, I, I think some, of, some people have realized that, that their inoculation of replacement gilts may not be enough to protect the herd because... With the live virus. With, with the, the virus. live virus. Mm -hmm. And so um, some have gone in and vaccinated sow farms uh, to prevent if they're in close proximity to, to other farms that are breaking. Um, and so I think it's one of those things that, that as, as we move along from year to year, um, we're gonna learn more. Um, one is how long does immunity last in the animals? How, you know, what are some better ways for biosecurity? Maybe we have to vaccinate in different ways to protect herds at different times of the years. So I think um, we'll have to learn that as we go. I, I really don't think the industry knows yet um, how best to do that. And lastly, anytime you have a viral disease or any kind of a disease and it's in the herd at a low level, it tends to open up the door for some secondary infections. What do you see with PED? Well, PED um, it really is not really devastating in the grow out it, <clears throat> and finishing pigs. They will slow them down. They will you know, have diarrhea. They'll lose a few days at production. But those pigs, the death loss is not high. It'll impact the performance but they do go ahead and finish out. It's when it gets back into the sow farm and you get exposure to baby pigs uh, is when it's still, um, still an issue. Uh, we haven't figured that one out. We haven't solved that yet. So we were hoping that, that you know, the previously exposed sows would build quick immunity and protect a lot of pigs, but it didn't necessarily happen from what I'm hearing from the production uh, teams. Well, it doesn't sound like a quick fix, and uh, I imagine it's really important for 
producers to stay in close touch with their veterinarians oh, it uh, regarding is. this disease. And, and I think it's that, a moving target. Right. And, and as we go along, I think we're going to find out more about the immune system and how, how to best, uh, you know, expose the animal at the best times and with the right things with a combination of vaccines and live viruses. And, and we can, um, I think we can, we can, we'll figure that out one of these days. It's just, uh, we don't know it yet, I don't think. Well, I so, wish you luck with that. Okay. It's going to be a challenge. All right, thank you. We've been talking to Dr. Gene Nemechek. He's a technical services veterinarian at Zoetis. Gene, thank you again for stopping by. You're welcome. Thank you.